Okay. We are going to continue on this morning in our um, Fruit of the Spirit series. And uh, today we are going to do joy and peace. And um, of course, I promise you, every single week through the course of this little uh, series, we are going to have uh, a giveaway of a bag of chips. Um, so I'm going to ask a question. i got to put my glasses on so that I can see your faces. Does anybody remember last week I had said the bag is the Holy Spirit that holds all the fruit? And I said the chip was what? Anybody remember? Love. Love. Come on over. Okay, so today my sermon title is called Joy and Peace, dot, 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 yes, please. Anybody ever like, I need some peace and quiet in my life? Actually, maybe through COVID you're all like, you know, I've had enough of peace and quiet. <laughs> okay, imagine a world with me. Actually, first let's read Galatians because that's kind of important. We're going to read this every week. And I pray that it just gets in your brain and that you remember it. So Galatians 5, verse 19 to 25. And the first, uh, the first chunk of this scripture is things that are opposite of the fruit of the Spirit. So Galatians 5, 19 to 25. The acts of the flesh are obvious. So these are things that are our, what we do. Um, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law, which means there's no limit, okay? Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, all the things that we read before, with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit let us keep in step so that's why we're going to be talking about these for the next couple of weeks is because my goal is is that i encourage you to keep in step with the holy spirit okay so imagine a world where you wake up and it's beautiful outside sun is shining there is no snow to shovel the kids your spouse are all happy, you don't ache when you get out of bed, um, the house is always clean, you never feel lonely, the dishes are magically all put away all the time, the temperature outside is at your favorite point, which for me would be a whole hot 30 degrees, just saying. You're, you can argue, but I believe that Jesus reigns in the heat. <laughs> 
Uh, you wake up and you love your job so much you can't wait to get there. Not a care in the world. Your bank account is healthy and the bills are paid. Uh, it would feel like heaven, wouldn't it be? Hallelujah. <laughs> we would be elated, we would be happy, we would be joyful, we would be at peace. But generally, <laughs> generally, this is what life is. The Wi-Fi isn't working. <laughs> I just, I get cracked up when, I, when we see about Wi-Fi. It's like, what did we do, like, how many, I'm even going to age myself, what, 30 years ago, when Wi-Fi wasn't a thing? Like, what, what did we do when we didn't have cell phones? Oh, I got to tell you a quick story. This is totally not in my notes. My daughter's a hairstylist. She's, she's working at the hair salon the other day. And uh, she had a young girl, teenage girl, in getting her hair done. And the girl had to call mom to get picked up. And she didn't have a cell phone. So they gave her the landline. And she didn't know how to use it. <laughs> she's like, how do you turn it on? <laughs> OK. In a normal world, the Wi-Fi isn't working. Your phone didn't charge or is dead. Your spouse snored all night, kept you awake till the wee hours of the night and wakes, you wake up in the morning, but he wakes up and he says, Smith, he, oops, am I talking about myself? Um, I slept like a log. And you're like, doof, doof, doof. <laughs> Bags under my eyes. Uh, anyways, kids are screaming. You forgot to buy milk. Uh, you slept past your alarm. You're late for an appointment. Um, yes, COVID is still a thing. <laughs> you get to the grocery store and you realize that you forgot your mask and you have to go all the way back to your car and it's raining just to get your mask. Am I the only one that that's happened to? Thank you. Um, okay. Hard to be happy, hard to be joyful, hard to be at peace in those moments, right? Okay, so the problem is, is in a world that is, as it is, the world right now is an ungodly place. And it will be a constant battle for us to find peace and joy on our own in the midst of those situations. And sometimes people will look to the world or for worldly things to try to attempt to bring some kind of happiness, joy, and peace in their life. So sometimes people will turn to food or alcohol or, or become a workaholic or just find different ways. I can come up with a whole lot of lists, but we won't do that today. Um, to try to find some kind of way to bring peace, joy, happiness into our lives. But if we're looking to the world to get that, we will always, it will always come up with lack. It will never, ever, ever bring complete contentment, complete peace or joy to our lives. We need to remain in the vine. We need to remain in the vine to be able to be able to accomplish that. So when we think about being happy, um, a lot of things can make us happy. I get happy when I have 
a bag of all dressed chips in my possession. I get happy when I have chocolate in my possession. I get happy when it's 30 degrees outside and the sun is shining. I get very happy. But the thing is, is happiness and joy are two different things. Happiness is affected by outside things. So things can change our happiness. Things can bring us into where we have a bad mood. Anybody here ever been in a bad mood? Okay. Um, happiness is affected by outside stimuli. Joy, the joy of the Lord is something that comes to us by divine. It's divine. It's something that comes inside of us, and it can only come when we are attaching ourselves to Christ, when we abide in the vine. And joy is much different. Yes, we can have a bad day. Yes, we can have things that, that go wrong, and, and we get a little bit grumpy, and we get a little bit upset, or whatever. But joy is something that even in the midst of trial, we can still have joy. We can still have the confidence in knowing that God is with us. We can still have peace that somehow we can get through it. When we have joy and peace, when we keep ourselves attached to the vine, in the midst of a horrible situation, we can still be able to look beyond that rather than focusing and having a, a, a pity party and staying in the midst of the horrible situation. When, when we're attached to the vine and we have joy and peace, we can look beyond that and know that somehow God is going to get us through. It might not look like how we think it should, but somehow God is going to come through. Somehow, some way. So it's not about a feeling. It's not, you know, like that's, we say that to people all the time. How are you feeling? And we go off our emotions. You know, somebody irritated me, somebody did something. But we need to remain in the vine so that we have this inner joy, this inner peace. No matter what happens to us, God will always be with us. So John 16, this is a promise from God, and, and we've read it a few times before, but we're going to read it again today. <clears throat> this is Jesus talking. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You need to know that you can have peace in Christ. In the world, you will have trouble. We will, it, it's like guaranteed something in your life is going to go wrong. Something is going to steal your happiness, but it doesn't need to steal your joy. He says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So even in the midst of the situation, we are able to look beyond it to know that God has overcome the world. So we can have peace and we can have inner joy in knowing that God is stronger. So yes, bad days are going to come. Troubles will come. We, we are still going through a... a pandemic we are still going through stuff you know like it it, it it there will never be a day like when you wake up and it's like oh life's good everything's all the ducks are in a row it's like just enjoy that whole hot second because something's coming down the pipe not 
to be negative, not to be like, oh, life is horrible, but it's just we live in a fallen world and there's going to be stuff that's going to come our way, but it doesn't need to take us down. John 15, verse 9 to 11. Let's turn there for a second. John 15, 9 to 11. As the Father has loved me, so I love you. Now remain in my love. Remember, we were, and I know I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm going to say it constantly so that it just becomes second nature to you. Remain in me. So, so Christ is this, this plant, the foundation, the roots, the everything. We need to, we are these little branches. We need to remain, okay? Um, remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commands and remained in his love. So he set an example before us. I've remained in my father's love. I've remained in his commandments. Follow my example and do as I have. I have told you this so that my joy, whose joy is it? It's Christ's joy. My joy may be in you. How many of us, I'm going to pause for one second. Sorry, just give, give me a second. I'll keep my finger there so I don't lose my spot. How many of us, and I'm gonna, I've said this, so it's okay for you to, to, to be honest. How many of us have said, I, you're going to laugh at me because I know you all only see me in a good mood. My husband has seen me, on the other hand, in a bad mood. So, <laughs> how many of us have said, I, I need to work on my joy. I need to be happier. I need to not be affected. I need any, am I the only one? Okay. It says my joy may be in you. It's nothing I can do. This is the problem and this is the point that I want to get across to all of us today. If, if you only get one thing through this whole series is the fact that it's nothing that you can do. We have to stop blaming ourselves for not being patient, kind, loving. If there is nothing in your flesh that you can do, it is all Christ. But it's your choice to remain in Christ. It's your choice to remain in Jesus. But it's Christ's joy that is in you. And that your joy may be complete. Now here's the thing. I meant to get a glass of water and I forgot. Picture a glass of water that's like right full, right to the brim, okay? It's not half full, it's not three quarters full, it's right full. Christ fills your cup right full. It is complete. He doesn't just give you half joy. Well, I'll just give you a little, t a little piece just to get you through today. He will give you complete joy. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down his life before his friends. I think I'm going past where I was supposed to. That's okay. You can't get enough scripture. Okay. So we need to abide in the vine. We need to remain in Christ's love. 
just as it just said, okay? And just above that scripture is the one that we read the past couple of weeks, is abiding, remain in me, remain, remain. When we remain, it's Christ's joy that will be in us. John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches, okay? If you remain in me and I in you, it will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So you're all going to kill me, whoever's like gardeners, because you're like, you're going to kill that plant. Okay, so we remain and apart, we can do nothing. If this was a fruit tree, this is bearing fruit, and if I just go off on my own, I'm not, this is not going to bear any fruit. This is going to die. There's nothing, there's no roots, there's no nothing to keep it alive. It's going to die. It will bear no fruit. So apart from me, we can do nothing. So apart from Christ, you can't love. Apart from Christ, you can't have inner joy and peace. Apart from Christ, those things are impossible. You can try to seek the world all over and try to fill your life with all kinds of things. Money and, 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 and sex and immorality and, and things on TV and, and food. And you can try and fill but it will never, ever, ever, ever be enough. When people say, I am empty, I feel empty, it's because they don't have Christ in them. We will wither and die without him. Proverbs 17, 22. It says, a cheerful heart or a heart of joy is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A crushed spirit dries up the bones. You literally dry, become brittle, and break when you are not attached to the vine to, to take in that joy that Christ has. A cheerful heart, a joyful heart is good medicine. Okay, joy and peace cannot be conjured up on our own. We receive joy when we have the knowledge that God ultimately, he is ultimately in control of everything. When we remain in him, we will be able to receive everything that he has. We literally can do nothing on our own. Now I'm going to tell a real story about Sue Ketty. So most of you will know who Sue is, and I'm sure she won't mind me telling this story. Um, I've heard her speak on it a, a, a few times. Now Sue is a widow. She lost her husband, like Marie, what, 20 years ago maybe? Or 20 years ago. So she would have been young, eh? Like 30, 40? 40? Um, 40. Losing her husband. And she's in another country. And she's not even like around close family. And she lost her husband passed. And and what I what I remember her saying when she was telling her testimony was in the moment in the hospital when she gets the news, he's gone, and, and everybody's weeping and crying, and she's obviously devastated. She said it was in that moment that she needed to decide. Will I choose to remain in the vine? Will I choose to remain to receive my joy 
even in the midst of hardship. And, and that doesn't mean that you don't mourn a loss of somebody who you love. Of course we do. We're human, and we were not created to deal with loss. God created us originally, Adam and Eve, in the garden to live forever. And then sin came in, and it's foreign to us. It doesn't make sense to us to have to deal with death, because that was not how we were created. So it's okay to mourn, because we're human. Jesus mourned. But we can choose to receive even in the midst of the most horrible moment that you could ever possibly imagine that you have to go through. You can choose to remain in the vine and receive the joy that Christ has that will be in you. When she said that, I was like, wow. How do you choose in the midst of that moment of losing your husband to not lash out and be angry and pity party and woe is me, but she chose to remain. Peace cannot be attained physically. We can't physically get peace. We can't go out and buy peace. We can't go out and try to get peace because Jesus warned us, remember, in the world you will have trouble. This is a fallen world. You need to remain in me. Look for peace in Christ. We can look for it again in all avenues, but you'll never find perfect peace only in Christ. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, it makes no sense to the human brain. The peace of God will guard your hearts and your mind in, not in Wendy, not in Paul, not in Paula, in Christ. In Christ. That's where we get that peace that is beyond our understanding. For any of us in the midst of a horrible situation, whether it's, whether it's Sue or whether it's any of us who are going through any kind of a horrible, horrible, horrible situation, in the midst of it, what are we going to choose? Oh, you don't... We're going to go to John 15, 9 and 11. I'm going to read this one more time. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands and you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in my love, I have told you this, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. When Jesus is saying those words, he is literally sitting at a dinner table, having a Passover meal with his disciples on the night before he starts trial and soon is going to be crucified. This whole chunk of scripture, John 13 to 18, is all dinner talk at the Last Supper. Jesus, even though he was God, he was still human. And he knew, he knew 
the pain and the suffering he was about to face. He knew that all of his disciples were basically going to peace out. They're like, see you later. He knew that he was going to be physically nailed to a cross in a matter of days. He actually went to a garden that night and said, hey God, if there's any other way, that's his humanness talking. If there's any other way, I'm all about it. But if there isn't, I'll do it. I'll go for it. I'll do it because of your love that flows through the vine to your people, your creation. So even in the midst of knowing that soon he was going to have to face the most horrible death ever known, he knew in the midst of that, and he said, I told you this, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. How many of us in the midst of the worst situation, whether it's prognosis of cancer or somebody passed or your child is sick, like the most horrible situation that you could ever possibly imagine, be able to say, I'll remain in the vine and my joy will be evident to all because Christ is in me. Some of us have had those moments where we've let go of the vine, where we've gone on our own, not allowing God's peace and joy to flow through us. And this is not meant as a condemnation because we're all human. And we all have those moments where we're like, oh, I've got to get my face back before Jesus. When David, in the Old Testament, David, who was referred to by God as a man after my own heart, David, who entered into an adulterous relationship with Bathsheba, and when he got called out on it, when, when, when the prophet came to him and said, you're, you're living a sin, when he came to the realization that he needs to get back attached to the vine, he let himself go and he allowed sin to come into his life. He said these words in Psalm 51, 10 to 12. Create in me a pure heart. Now, oh God. Can you hear, can you just hear him like, oh God. Give me a new heart and renew a steadfast, steady, attached to, steady, hanging on, a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence and take your Holy Spirit from me, but restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. He's asking for repentance. He's repenting for his sin. Let me have back my salvation. 
Forgive me for the sins that I have done. I have wronged you, God. I have let go of the vine and I have tried to do things on my own. But I'm withering and I'm dying. So come back into my heart. But not only come back into my heart, but give me that willing spirit to sustain me. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And I'm going to ask each and every one of you to do a soul searching right now. Have you made the choice? Yes, we may have made the choice, but have we maybe let go of the vine? I'm going to read a couple of psalms to encourage us this morning as the team is just getting ready. Psalm 30, verse 5. It says, For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Amen? Psalm 71, 23. My lips will shout for joy, and I will sing praise to you, I whom you have delivered. Christ has delivered us. Do we shout for joy? Do we praise him? And the lastly, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you, fill, remember, to full, with all joy and peace. As you trust in him, we have to remain to be able to trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to get everybody to stand this morning. And, and this is between you and the Lord. I'm not going to point you out. Who's let go of the vine? I'm not going to do that because this is not about condemnation. This is about you and your relationship with the Lord and really taking a look. Am I remaining in the vine? Or have I, for some reason, separated myself? Because of hardships and trials that have come, you're just like, you know what? I can handle this on my own better. I need it to go my way. Or do we choose, like I told you with Sue, in the midst of a horrible, horrible situation, you choose to remain in the vine and receive the joy and peace that Christ has for you. This morning, if you have let go, I encourage you to be like David, who says, God, renew a right spirit in me. Don't cast me away. But pour your forgiveness for my sin onto me, Lord, 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 receive, receive me back into your heart. I want your joy that only you can give. If you're here today and, and you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even, what does it mean to, to remain in the vine? What does it mean to, to, to ask for forgiveness, repentance? It means that Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to be your friend. It's as simple as that. 
He just wants to be your friend. And he wants to take all the stuff and all the places that you've been trying to search for peace and trying to search for joy from a worldly perspective. He wants to show you that they will always fail you, but that he never will. And all it takes is for you, like David, to say, God, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins, and I'm going to choose to remain in you. Because I want that peace that makes no sense to anybody else. As Christians, we should be the happiest people. We should be the ones where people are like, I want what you have. Uh, nothing makes me more irritated. Sorry, I'm getting off track here, and I got you guys up here. But nothing makes me more irritated than when I see Christians who are do nothing but complain and whine and life is so horrible. And like, does anybody look at you and go, wow, I really want to go to your church. I really want to know what you have because that's just so awesome. No. But when the world sees you going through trials and tribulations and hard times and you can still stand and say, I don't get it, it's, it's, it's hard, it's, but I will remain. I choose to remain in the Lord and I choose to receive the joy and the peace from the Holy Spirit and I choose to walk in it. It's the peace and the joy that is beyond what the world can understand. If that's you today, if you need to get back reattached, like grafted, that's in the scriptures, grafted into the vine, you need to do that today. Make that decision today. I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes. I'm going to just ask again this week. We had a couple of people rededicate their lives to Christ last week. And that's amazing. close your eyes and just if you are here today if you're watching online and this is you please comment or private message the church but if you are here today and you're like you know what I need Christ's forgiveness I need to reattach myself to the vine I need to have that confidence in my salvation I need to have that relationship that friendship with Jesus Christ today then I encourage you to raise your hand. I'm not going to point you out, but I just want to pray for you. I encourage you just to give me a little wave right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Amen. If you're watching online, please let us know if that's you. Let's just say a prayer together. And, and this isn't in Scripture. There's no, there's no salvation prayer in Scripture. But let's just together. Let's just rededicate our lives together so that the ones who are here can, can say a prayer of salvation and, and, and just they're not feeling like they're alone. Let's say it together. God, I come to you and I ask you to forgive me of my sins and I ask you to come into my heart. I ask that I can have a friendship with you God, I want to remain in the vine. And I put my life in your hands. Let you be the one to lead and guide, I pray.
I just feel to encourage somebody here today. The enemy's going to try to put in your head, oh, but you're such a bad person. You've done these horrible things. God never really truly forgives you. You need to keep that a secret. I want you to know today that those are lies from the pit of hell. Last week I told you the foot of the cross is even ground. You could be a murderer, an adulterer, a thief, a liar, a gossiper. In our human minds, we can put them all at levels. But there's no levels with Christ. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. And even though it's detestable in his eyes, he still sees you through the sin, and he chooses to love you. So it doesn't matter who you were in the past. It doesn't matter how you might have lost your temper yesterday or this morning coming to church. It doesn't matter. Because Christ is bigger than that. And when we repent, it's done. It's gone. It's forgiven. So whoever needs to hear that today, know that God, God knows. He knows the battle. Hmm. And he says, you know what, I'm way bigger than that. I can handle it. I can handle it. And I still choose to love you. So abide in the vine and receive his peace and his joy today in knowing that you are a new creation in Christ. Your sins are washed away and you are new. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you give us peace and joy beyond our understanding. It doesn't make sense, but we can receive it from you. that every single person within the sound of my voice will choose today to remain in the vine. And we thank you that you do the rest of the work. <laughs> we bless your name, God. We bless your name. The worship team is going to continue to play one more song. And as you go, you can stay or go, whatever, whatever you need to do. But I encourage you, if you make one decision today, it's to remain in the vine. Leave the rest of the work up to God. He's got it. Amen? Be blessed today. We'll see you tonight for prayer at 6.30. I apologize for the mix-up last week. 6.30 p.m. We will be here for prayer. God bless.